Up and Adam in the morning. Live here. Crush 92.5. It's Up and Adam in the morning. Paul Reiser, legend, comic, actor, writer, uh, I mean, author. He's going to be performing at the Fremont Theater. I can't believe we're talking to Paul Reiser. Look at this. Is this him? Hey, good morning. Paul Reiser calling in. Well, I would never, ever expect to hear those words. I am so excited to talk to you, Paul. Thank you so much for calling. Well, you know, I say those words every time I call anybody, even if it's a friend. I give him my full name, and I tell him <laughs> that I'm reporting for duty. That's how, that's, that's how I roll. Uh, I'm going to start rolling like that, then. That's pretty cool. Oh, I'm a cool roller. Hey, so, oh my God, there's so much to talk about. First of all, I'm so excited you're coming to the Fremont Theater. Have you been to this area before, the Central Coast? Yeah, I've been to the area. I've never played there. It's beautiful. I love it up there, but I've never played, never been to the Fremont, and I'm uh, looking forward. It's a beautiful room, it looks like. Yeah, the free, just the ceiling. I mean, it's like, it's just it's a gorgeous room. It's a gorgeous room. It's like a 75-year-old plus theater. It's really beautiful. You're in the heart of downtown Slow. And uh, I'm curious, what did you just come up here for, for fun? Yes, I've just been on my way driving up the coast, and uh, it's just a beautiful place. Nice. But, uh, I, and it's good that there's a beautiful ceiling, because I encourage my audiences to lie down. Yeah, right. Because uh, yeah, they're older. <laughs> and uh, when it, that way, in case they're bored, at least they see the pretty ceiling. Let me ask you something, because you've been married for a long time, right? I'm exhausted, yes. It's just <laughs> way too long. But I mean, for someone, especially in Hollywood, I mean, this is not the, the norm. And I think it's an, it's incredible. I recently got engaged just a couple days oh, ago. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. I was at Hearst Castle. We did this little private thing at Hearst Castle. We're in Ooh, private. Nice. And, and then we swam in the pool afterwards. Like, it was really, really something. I'm so curious to hear your engagement story. Well, I will tell you, but let me ask you this. Are you allowed to swim in the pool at the Hearst Castle? I never knew that. Well, now what they're doing is they're letting folks do it. Look, I volunteer for the foundation, and I was, I guess they said it took kind of like an act of Congress, because it's a state park now. So it's yes, not, you know, so I was surprised. It's very nice. Now, someone like you, yeah, you could swim at the pool, but the average person, unless you're a, <laughs> a donor or something like that, but because I host events for them and stuff like that, they were very kind and, you know, giving ah, us this little private thing, nice. this little private view thing. We had time by ourselves, nobody around. And then we wrapped up, we swam in the pool. It was, I mean, it was like oh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Okay, I have nothing to compare with that. That's very cool. I don't remember, uh, our part, our wedding was very small. Uh, it was literally just the immediate family. And uh, as I've said for years, it was just a media family, and if I could, I would have whittled that down further. Uh, yeah, even that was a couple too many. So uh, very small in Pittsburgh. My wife is from Pittsburgh, and it was, um, you know, we had been together for seven years at that point, and, and it just seemed like, well, it's silly to not be married. We're obviously going to be together. It wasn't a big decision. It was like, let's just, yeah, come on, what, what you know. We I remember thinking there must be a moment where you realize it's the right time, and that moment never came. I thought, all right, I guess let's just do it then because, well, you know, it's not going to get more correct than this. And that's been 34 years. This month will be 34 years we're married, which is uh, it's too much. I'll be honest. It's a little too long. So uh, no, so no, so no, yeah. no drop on one knee, no, no thing like that. No, I think I might have dropped on one knee, but that was just because I have a bad back. Yeah. On purpose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I try to make it look deliberate, but, uh, you know. Um, no, I, I, I think, I, if I remember correctly, I remember laughing when I asked because it just felt so 
like a movie. It felt like, oh, this is so silly. This I've seen this in movies, but uh, and yeah. it wasn't like I. It was, you know, I never. It wasn't like I thought you would say no. I was like, sure. I knew, you know, we were on the same page. I always marvel at people who do it, like at a stadium on live cameras, like. Idiot! What if she says no? What if she wants to have a private moment? Yeah, no, don't, I hear you. Don't do it in front of other people. And I think people might associate someone like even maybe you or me, especially. I mean, you do a morning radio show, like you're going to do it some grand way. I know. I I wouldn't want that at all. I think that moment has really got to be for her, just to kind of like take it in and and it, yeah, it, it was really special. Just the fact that it was just us, and yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so when when are you going to get married? When is the date? I don't know. We don't, gosh, I mean, shoot, do I need a date already? It just happened forty eight hours ago. Paul, damn. Um, oh, okay. well, I don't know. It was just just recently. Oh, so, and that was just the engagement. That wasn't the. Oh, okay. Yes, this it. is just yeah, just literally proposing. Her saying yes, and then you know she said she asked me while she's crying. She goes, "Are you crazy? Are you crazy?" <laughs> it was so funny. I'm like, what wow. a funny thing to say. Yeah, I, you know what? That I would have taken that as a sign. Like, <laughs> Oh my God, that is so good. Uh, Paul Reiser coming to the historic Fremont Theater Saturday, September 17th. Oh, yeah, that's just a month away. Oh my goodness, that's around the corner. I know. A month from tomorrow. Yes. I know. And I will be, you know, if you come to the show, well, I will be talking about this plenty. I have many uh, from the other end of the spectrum, from all these years down into marriage. Uh-huh. Uh, it changes. It's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful journey with a lot of funny bumps along the way. Thank goodness, because otherwise I have no career. There'd be no mad about you, and I have no stand-up. Well, no, I mean mad My about you. reminds me, without me, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> We got the one and only Paul Reiser. He is up and at him in the morning. You've just never stopped. We could talk season four of Stranger Things. We could talk. I even want to talk about my two dads, but Mad About You was something that was just so legendary. And it was so like just so many parts of your career, Paul, that was just you. I mean, I even read a story and you tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, because you never know what you read on the Internet. But just the way you fell into acting like you wanted to act. But your first gig, and I think it was Diner, they're just like, no, no, Paul, I don't want you to act. I just want you to. Like be just be like you're like you're a guy in a diner, right? Yes, yes. That was that was the irony was, uh, yeah, that was a total accident. <clears throat> a that I stumbled into an office by accident uh, that happened to be casting diner. That wasn't I wasn't I wasn't actually supposed to be auditioning, but then when I got the part, they I said, well, I. I know how to act. I'm in an acting class. I, I know I know some secrets. <laughs> and then they went, yeah, well, we don't want you. Just act like you're a guy having coffee. I said, well, that's... And at the time, I act. I had a whole chunk in my act about hanging out in diners with my friends. And, and I went, wait a minute. That's... I do that anyway. When yeah. you, that's what we want for this movie. Because in the movie, you play a guy hanging out with friends. <laughs> okay. This is going to be... Uh, this is going to be easy. So it, it was really uh, very fortuitous because that turned out to be such a, a great movie. I, w- I was, you know, happy to be invited to anything. I didn't know what it was. And then it turned out to be this really artful, tasteful, very impactful movie. A lot of people, you know, for a lot of guys for whom that movie, and women too, right. for whom that movie was, uh, you know, a touchstone, a cultural touchstone. Which came first, the stand-up or the acting? Stand-up. I was doing stand-up when I 
you know, stumbled into that office and got the part. I, you know, I, that's all I wanted to do. I didn't. I wanted to do stand up. I didn't. I wasn't aiming to be an actor. When I was a kid, you know, <clears throat> in high school, I was watching George Carlin and Richard oh, Pryor yeah. and Robert Klein, and you know, and, and comedy was my thing. And 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 it, I wasn't. You know, I would watch Al Pacino. And my thought wasn't, "Wow, I want to be like him." I was like, "No, I, I just want to be a stand up, and I'll go to the movies to watch Al Pacino." So it wasn't my. It wasn't on my. Uh, uh, in my plans, really, to be an actor, I, you know. But that's a, that's the funny thing about life, you know. That old saying, you know, you make plans, and it's not necessarily what happens. Yeah, you know, so, it's interesting. Uh, I, I've talked to a f- few different comics of late, just in the last couple months. Where it's like Craig Shoemaker here was here, um, Angela Johnson Reyes, um, Whitney Cummings, uh, and and just the the question and the idea of how it's evolved when you put that pen to the paper, and how much are you thinking about. Is this joke gonna? Is this joke gonna move? Is it gonna offend someone? Is it gonna? I mean, because I mean, look, we look at shows like The Office. Like you couldn't even put that on the air right now. And and I'm not for this this new layer of of, of culture. I, I think stand up comics and what you guys are doing is like incredibly important to the culture. Have you ever had to change the way maybe like that lens or that filter that you write with keeping these things in mind? Or is it like, nah, I'm just going to be no, me. No, you know, the stuff that I do is never on that edge of, you know, I, I, I not by design, just, you know, this is my inclination. I talk about, you know, when I talk about stuff that happens to me, or if I'm talking about my wife or my kids or growing up or whatever, uh, that's you know that's where my brain goes. That's the stuff that I talk about, and that's not stuff that really changed. And I I don't like when anybody's uncomfortable, <laughs> you know. So for the reason I don't I if I I, I don't have a lot of jokes uh, where I think oh that's gonna you know it's cutting edge. And also some people if you have something important to say, it's worth going out on the you know going out and risk ruffling some feathers, but. This, that's not kind of the stuff that I do, so I, I don't want. I mean, once in a while, I'll have a joke. I go, "Well, my friends will think that's funny because they know me." But if you don't know me, you might, you might, and it's, it's mm-hmm. a cultural thing. I just go, "That's just that's just the discretion, you know, that all comics have to have." It's like, okay, if you know me and we're friends, that joke is really funny. But if you don't know me, then it might, and you might take it literally, then like, okay, that's not that's not a road I want to go down. But that's very rare, you know. I don't, it's not really an issue for me. Paul Reiser is up in Adam in the morning. Tickets to Paul Reiser, R-E-I-S-E-R, paulreiser.com. Uh, Saturday, September 17th, he's going to be live at the Fremont Theater performing. Um, before we get into Mad About You, My Two Dads, I loved sitcoms back in the day. My Two Dads was such a funny and good show. And it's like you find these shows that you just loved growing up with. And then you're like, what? That was three seasons. Like, I felt like that was, a, I don't know if it's because it went in syndication so much, but I feel like I've seen every episode. I love the, th- <laughs> back in the day, we had great theme songs. This, I'm doing this new show, which comes out next month on the 20th of September. It's called Reboot. And it's, uh, and it's by, uh, it's created by Steve Levitan, who created Modern Family. And the premise of Reboot is a show like my dude is a very family, you know, sort of safe, uh, warm and fuzzy show from 20, 25 years ago is being rebooted. But now the kids are grown up and the cast, they don't get along and everybody's changed and it's, and it's different times. Just like you say, you know, like, gee, those jokes you can't do. So it's been really a fun way to, 
jump into that discussion, and but in a really funny way. Because and in That's fact, clever. my character on the show, I play the guy who created the original show, and they brought in a young writer who wants to make it more socially relevant, and 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 I'm like my character is the guy who's going. Yeah, but that stuff's not funny, you know. Like, or I'll pitch a joke, and all the young writers going, "Yeah, man, you can't, you can't say that anymore." <laughs> so it's really, it's really a great, funny way to to tackle this stuff without actually getting in trouble. Because you're going, uh, he's deliberately a guy saying the wrong thing because that's he doesn't know any better. Um, it's it's a really, really funny show. Great, great cast too. Can't wait. Keegan what? Michael Key from Key and Peele, and oh. Johnny Knoxville, and Judy Greer. Dang, really fun. Show. Show. Is this going to be Hulu. on network streaming? What are we doing? It has to be on Hulu on uh, uh, September 20th. It drops. The one and only Paul Reiser is up and at him in the morning. He's performing September 17th at the historic Fremont Theater downtown Slow. You can learn more, get your tickets, go to paulreiser, R-E-I-S-E-R.com. How important, because you're also being an actor, a, a comic, but you're also a, a very, very talented writer. TV writing, how has that changed? Because I feel like back in the day, just the theme song alone was such a deliberate pick. You know what I mean? The theme song could make a show. Or how about this? Well, it's, it's, uh, it can, it can. Uh, you know, I, I wrote the theme song of Man About You, and, and that was sort of by accident, like a week before we were going to the uh, 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 premiering. Oh my gosh, you wrote this! I was... We were not happy. I was not happy with the theme song we had. And I happened to, just crazily enough, I was traveling with Helen Hunt. We were flying to New York to do some press. And in the airport lounge, we bumped into Don Was, who is the legendary producer. Don, you know, Don Was produced everybody, Bonnie Raitt and, and uh, the Stones. And, and we started talking, and I said, yeah, I don't, I don't really love the theme song we have. And he said, well, why don't you and me write one? I said, well, I have to, we'd have to kind of do it today. He goes, well, let's do it today. I went, what? And the next no thing way. you know, we're in, a, we're in a studio in New York writing and just putting together this thing. And, and that became, and then I hear from, for years, I've been hearing people play that theme song at their wedding or, you know, it's like, well, you never know what's yeah. going to take off. And uh, But that was actually one of the biggest surprises to me because that was really fun and, and it was unexpected. But I, I loved, you know, it gives me great... Yeah, great job. We actually got to record it three times. First time with Andrew Gold, and then Anita Baker recorded it. And then when we did the re, sort of reboot, revisit uh, a couple of years ago, Lyle Lovett uh, did it. So it was, uh, it was the, song, the song has legs, which is great. You know, what, you know what's so special about that show and, and why that show is so magnificent? It's because kind of like Seinfeld, kind of like Curb, that show is is really uh, uh, it, it's it's you, it's you, and and you know wh whether it's your writing, your experiences, what you're bringing into it, and kind of like you don't have Curb without Larry, you don't have Mad about you without you, and I think that well, did that really feel like wow, like my, my my comedy, my my realism, the way I relate to the public, like it's all very genuine and authentic. That must have been a really cool feeling for you. Uh, well, that's very nice of you to say. Uh, yeah, you know, 
when <laughs> the way that came about was after those three years of my two dads that you and so enjoyed that, uh, that <laughs> you know I, that I, I got a real taste of what TV was like and what what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do and I did I personally just for myself I didn't want to be in a show that people say hey my 12 year old loves you and eh, that's nice but what right. about my age you know right so so I had this uh, so a couple right after that actually a network came to me and they said we'd like you to develop a show for yourself and I said well I don't know if I want to do a show I said but if I did it would be really small they said like what I said you know just a, a really intimate show just about marriage because that's what I was doing in my stand-up right. and they said well why don't you write that and so that became mad about you and I went yeah this is great I went is it okay and uh, and it was really lucky because not lucky but it was it was a great opportunity because all the things that you go through in marriage and, and all the writers themselves would bring in their own stories of like okay that's an episode put that story in you know the silly fights you have the stupid concerns you have the great moment so it was a great arena to be able to mine the you know the comedy and the drama of a relationship and it never you know it really kind of didn't get old ever for us because like well there's there are things that are funny in the first year of marriage and that's different than the second year of marriage it's different when you're trying to have kids it changes when you have a kid um and then as we did in 2019 we did 12 episodes of just you know where these where jamie and paul now and that was really fun to say, yeah. okay, well, they're older, they walk slower, they don't hear as well. <laughs> Not every dream they had in 1992 has worked out as they planned. The kid that they were thinking of having is now quite the handful. And, uh, you know, we're not the best parents that we always thought we'd see. So it was like, that's great stuff. And that's really, that's, that's what my comedy, you know, that's what so my stand-up is all that. You know, I just tell people, I don't know how to make anything up. I'm just telling you what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so the great thing is when people come to the show, they laugh and they go, yeah, man, that sounds like my house. And then we get to, you know, commiserate. I love it. Paul Reiser is up and at him in the morning. We will wrap up with him coming up next. Keep in mind he's performing at the historic Fremont Theater Saturday, September 17th. Tickets at paulreiser.com or on the way. Thanks for being up and at him in the morning. You're home for up and at him in the morning. The Crush 92.5. My name is Adam Montiel. His Paul Reiser. He's coming to the Fremont Theater to perform. You know, Paul Reiser from Shoot. I'm mad about you now all the way to now. Stranger Things 4. He's everywhere. Author, comedian. Writer, actor, did I say everything? I mean, it's Paul Reiser. You've been married for a long time. Give me one piece of advice to keep her, I call her Lady I Fancy on the air, keep Lady I Fancy mad about me. What do you think? All right. I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is, and not everybody can do this, but if you can, separate sinks in the bathroom. If, you, if you're not brushing your teeth shoulder to shoulder and you're not waiting for the other one, that's going to, you know, add eight to 12 years on your marriage. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Paul Reiser. Go to paulreiser.com and check out tickets uh, for the show Saturday, September 17th at the historic Fremont Theater. Whether you are watching him now in the Kaminsky Method or season four of Stranger Things, or of course you remember him from Mad About You, Gosh, Aliens, Beverly Hills Cop, Whiplash, best-selling wow. author. Good Lord, Paul Reiser, to have you call and be up and at him in the morning, man. You really, really made my day, man. I cannot tell you how, uh, how cool pleasure, this is. man. Thank you. Great. And uh, come to the show. Come say hello. I'd love to. Do you like wine? I I've been known to sip a wine. Okay, we we what do some got? we do some world class wine here, and I and I want to bring you some wine. 
All right, I'm going to bring a hand truck. Bring some cases. Okay. <laughs> Adam in the morning. With Adam on heel. Weekday mornings, 6 to 10 a.m. The Crush 92.5, the perfect blend.